What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Kevin Steele, back again with another edition of the Fantasy Authority Podcast. I wanted to do a little um, a little housekeeping notes before we get into the show. This week, we are going to be doing a couple podcasts because uh, typical TFA fashion, we ran well over two hours. We decided to, you know, kind of help everybody out because, you know, who wants to listen to two hours of us ramble on? So we decided to break it down into two podcasts. So we have two podcasts. This one tonight, which is the second half of the free agency. Now with Melvin Gordon, Ty Gurley, um, you know, those guys signing now, those guys having a home Robbie Anderson um, some of these guys now coming off the boards Emmanuel Sanders we kind of wanted to break that down so that's took a little longer than we would hope so we decided to break this down in another podcast that'll be coming out on Friday that will be a dynasty focus it's a startup draft uh, ADP we're just kind of doing a price check guys are higher and lower on and stuff like that we also get into some startup draft um, kind of do's and don'ts things and, and things of that nature because a lot of people that you know maybe get jumping into dynasty drafts for the first time and stuff like that kind of want to learn the ropes a little bit so we do do a little bit of that discussion as well but that show will be coming out on friday uh, i really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us i really appreciate it and really hope you enjoy this show and if you do please hit that thumbs up if you're watching on youtube or if you're you know if you're through your podcast app you know please subscribe it really helps us i really 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 appreciate it and don't forget you can always jump into our slack chat it's absolutely free you can find us on twitter at ff underscore authority or you can hit us up through email it is the fantasy authority one at gmail.com and we can get you in there it's absolutely free doesn't cost anything we have redraft dfs dynasty rooms so it's all absolutely free so hope to see you guys in there peace edition of the Fantasy Authority Podcast. I am your host, as always, Kevin Steele. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyRathTeen. And join, as always, I don't know what's going on on top of his head. Looks like a bunch of spiders crawling his head and are having a meeting. Cody Kutzer, you can find him on Twitter at CKutzerFF. What's going on tonight? Nothing, man. The the hair is flowing. The curls are flowing. And they get these uh, these dynasty takes flowing as well, man. Excited to jump on and have a, have a little break from... The, the craziness that's been going on, you know, and the with all the, the coronavirus and COVID nineteen stuff. So excited to give give the people a little little reprieve. I hear that. I hear that. It's just uh, every day it gets a little bit crazier. Every week it gets a little bit crazier. And uh here we are. And uh so where is it uh March twenty fourth as we record this. So you know, I felt like we actually could have done a a, a free agency dose podcast because we've had yeah. so many more moves that have happened we'll get to that in the news and notes here shortly uh yeah 
Uh, it's been a you know it's been the one thing we've had to keep us going through this. We have no sports. Uh, it's gotten so bad that people are now playing virtual DFS, which is like uh, you know people playing video games uh, simulations, if you will. DFS. And that's how bad things have gotten. You know, now you look outside and you see some birds fighting or something like that, and next thing you know, you're you're it's like the closest thing you have to sports. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a really wild time, and I mean, obviously there are much more important things going on, but. Just, I'm, I'm hoping that this does not affect the, uh, the NFL season at all. I don't yeah, think but- it will. I honestly don't. People have talked about that. People are like, oh, you know, we, th- this it's a real chance the NFL season can be affected. I don't think it's going to. I mean, I am no doctor. Let's be honest. You know, not even close. Uh, I Google a lot of stuff. You know, like most people, but I would be floored if this was still like we were still on lockdown come September. You know, I think most people have said they think, you know, May, June, we should be getting back to normal. Um, So hopefully that's true. Unless you listen to the president who that we don't ever get political and I don't really want to get political. But, you know, he's he's uh, he's wild out there. It makes me laugh watching his press conferences every time and the things he says and like his uh, advisors behind him are like, oh, just stop yeah. talking. Just stop. <laughs> It's hilarious to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think even if you're a, a staunch Trump reporter, just some of the things that comes across in his in those press conferences, like when he was talking about, like, do you ever think we're going to have this room filled up again and overflowing? Like, <laughs> even if you love Trump, just some of the shit he says, you like, you have to laugh at. Yeah, it's always it's always fantastic. Everything is going to be great, so great. We have many, many more great things to come. Like it's just like I said, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Like we could get ourselves in real big trouble real quick with people with uh, people's political takes. And I I'm not a political guy, so anyways. Now we yeah we, we we got some we got some ball to talk. Yeah. So anyways, like I said, we you know we have some 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 you know some pretty big news that has happened since the last time we recorded. If you haven't, go back and listen to last week's podcast. Uh, we with uh, we had a great group. I mean, it was hilarious. It went way longer than it should have, but you know, uh, episode 171 with our free agency pod last week with Derek and Ryan Williams and Ben and Nate, you know, who, uh, sorry, uh, half his screen was covered the whole time with Stefan Diggs and Amari Cooper and everything else, but it was a lot of fun. Let's just uh, jump right into the news and notes for this week because we've had some more big signings, uh, maybe even more than we had last week if it wasn't for the trades. Uh, I mean, to start off, you know, Todd Gurley was released from the Rams and now he signs a one-year deal with Atlanta which was kind of funny because on Twitter as soon as he was released I was seeing people putting out that they thought he was going to go to Atlanta I was like that's 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 silly they don't have the cap space and then they signed him like a couple hours later and I was like well never mind so what do you think about that move Uh, obviously they released Devonta Freeman so I mean he's obviously steps right in as the starting back there in Atlanta they they did address the offensive line last offseason through the draft so you know a lot of people were were thinking that maybe at that number one or with their first round pick that maybe they could go DeAndre Swift something like that but now I I still think there's a relatively decent chance they take a running back it's just not going to be early yeah I think so as well I think it was only what like a one-year six million dollar deal they're they're not giving him a lot of money. Obviously, it's only the only the one year. If their offensive line can come together and play to the level of you know the, the talent they have, they sunk two first round picks in last year. Um, you know, obviously have some other talented guys in that, that offensive line. If that offensive line can get right, to me, man, the the whole thing is the is the knee issue. Like that just seems to be the 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 ticking time bomb. Like it's it's gonna go at some point. We just don't know when. Right now, I think in because we're going to be talking about some dynasty startup ADP. I think it was like running back twenty. I want to say, and Justin Mandaro and I just put out a a piece on the Todd Gurley signing, covering you know the redraft and dynasty impacts of it, and 
to me that that's a play where if you're a contender, you know, I mean, you can you can take a take a high a high risk, high reward kind of upside swing on it. Um, but man, the thing that just the offense is obviously a, a, a big plus for him. The offensive line in general is is an upgrade from where he was with with the Rams. Are they going to lean on him as a bell cow? Is it going to be a split? Is or you know what I mean? Is he going to have the the workload reduction and kind of keep an eye on that week to week? I think those are all the things that like we still have to find out. But at the price that he's going to be going, if you you know what I mean, if you want to take a, a swing that if if he hits, he he could be a, a league winner. He's probably going to be going redraft wise. What do you think? Maybe like third, fourth round. I don't know. It just it depends on 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 a number of things. What they do at the running back position in the draft, if they take someone in the third round, let's say, uh, because like you mentioned, Todd Gurley's kind of a one year rental. Uh, if you look at Todd Gurley last year, I mean, he just didn't produce at the at the at the same rate we saw in the years past. I mean, he still got opportunity. He was ninth in opportunity share, sixth in snap share, seventeenth uh, in carries, and twentieth in targets. I mean, he was on the field a lot. He just wasn't utilized as much as he was. Uh, the Rams were eighteenth and and run and run plays per game. Still saw a ton of red zone touches as well. He was third in red zone touches. So, I mean, he just wasn't efficient last year. And like you mentioned, with the with the injuries, um, that really killed him. I mean, last I mean, really, you can really look at last year and say, you know, if it wasn't for his touchdown, who he had fourteen touchdowns last year, yep. that's really what saved his season. Because I mean, other than that, like he was not very good. He was not efficient. So. Now, you can look at the Rams' offense last year and say, well, the Rams' offense wasn't necessarily the Rams' offense we had seen in years past, and that is true. And their defense, if their defense does not get better, I still think that this offense is going to be on the field a ton. I still think they're going to utilize them a ton as a pass catcher as well. So I think that this could actually be a boost in some ways for him um, because I think that you could see, especially on a one-year deal where Atlanta just doesn't really care and just kind of runs him into the ground. Now, can he stay healthy? And if he's able to, I think you could see him get back to being that top 10 running back. So if he went in the third or fourth round and redraft, I would feel like that that's pretty much, that's a pretty good steal right now. Uh, but I, I think that we might see him go higher depending on what they do in the draft where you could probably see him go in the second, which I still think that maybe that that's a decent value, but you have to, you have to factor in the fact that of his knee, uh, knee issues and everything else so right now i would say i'd feel comfortable taking him late second early third but you know that could change depending on what they do in the draft because right now too i mean you look at this 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 division this division you could i was thinking about this today like is this the best division right now in football? I mean, you have now with the Bucks adding Tom Brady, whatever he can bring to the table. They still have Drew Brees in New Orleans. The off, I mean, in terms of just offenses, I think this might be the the top in terms of divisions. You know, if you were to take all the offenses, I think this might be the best division in terms of total offenses. Yeah, at least it has to be up there. I mean, who else would you would you throw in? I mean, I guess if the if the AFC North can play up to. You know, I mean, up to their standards with Baltimore, if Ben's healthy, if Cleveland gets it on track, you know, I mean, like maybe, like maybe them. Who else would you throw in this discussion as far as those offenses go? I, you can maybe make a case for the NFC North or the NFC West, excuse me, as well. Uh, yeah, obviously, with DeAndre Hopkins going now to Arizona, Kyler Murray with another year. You know, Kenyon Drake being back in that offense if he's there. You know, the Rams are, are I think could be better this year than what they were last year. We bounce back a little bit, depending on how things play out there with them. You know, the, the, the Seahawks, uh, I, I think hopefully they actually use Russell Wilson a little bit more this year, but I mean, I think maybe that would maybe be the next place you could make an argument with in terms yep. of just overall. But right now, I mean, like I said, that, that NFC South 
is uh, is no punk with with all. I mean, each one of these teams. That's why I feel like right now, like I guess we can kind of get into this because of same thing that happened, and we can stay in the division. Is that looking at Carolina, which they released Cam Newton today, which isn't really surprising. I know they were talking about trying to trade him. Obviously, nobody really bit. There's some issues there that he can't really. We talked about this last week with Cam, but he can't really work out. But I guess he was able to do a physical that came out today. Then they said he checked out as clean and everything else. But teams can't do their own with with everything that's going on. But with him. Like with Cam Newton now, like I feel like that that's an interesting spot where depending on what can happen, because we still have Jameis, we still have Cam, we still have basically Andy Dalton, who's still technically on the on the Bengals, but it's not you know they they're open to trading him, but I doubt they're going to be able to move him. So I think his fate is probably the same where they they end up releasing him. But right now you have these three quarterbacks. Like where do you think they the three of them wind up? I have no idea, man. I really don't. Um, I was just going to throw this. We were talking a little bit about this in the in the dynasty Slack chat. Um, I mean, what, what spots are realistically open? I mean, you have the, the chargers obviously, but they seem kind of set with Tyrod, And I think they, you know, they go somewhere in the draft. I mean, is it, is it new England? Is that the, the one spot that we're really waiting for? Like to, to me, that, that kind of seems like that that's it. I think you could have them uh, depending on what the Bengals decided to, the Bengals will always bangle. Right. And, who knows? Maybe they do something crazy and they draft Chase Young or something like that and don't draft you know Joe Burrow. I don't see it, but I know it's always a possibility. I, I do think that that you have probably have to look at I think the Chargers are certainly another spot that depending on if they take one in the draft, but if they opt not to I don't. I mean, the, those three quarterbacks. That, that's not a crazy play, a play, guy to go with. I mean, all of them are still relatively young. I think Andy Dalton is thirty-two. Um, Cam Newton turns thirty-one in May, I believe, and then James. James is still like twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-six. Yeah, and so all three of these guys are still relatively young and could be starters for a lot of. I mean, I think most of these guys. Cam Newton, if he's one hundred percent healthy, a, a team could really get a steal from him because I don't think he's going to be able to command the money he hopes. I think best bet he he takes a. A one, two-year deal. Uh, mm. I think the Chargers would make a lot of sense for a team that is pretty much ready built. I know they kind of like Tyrod, but if you can get Cam Newton in there with that offense, they, they have pieces, they have wide receiver, they have the tight end, which we know he loves to go to, which we you know, Gray Olson. You know, we have the running backs. I mean, everything's there. The defense is there. That's, that's what we've yeah. kind of talked about. And maybe you take Cam Newton and and see what he has left. You know, Anthony Lynn there so i think that's a spot like i honestly think a good spot for Jameis winston would be new orleans uh when i was thinking about where i think would be a good spot i mean we know drew Brees is 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 you know 41 this may be his last year i mean he really contemplated retiring this year and then i i think this might be his last year and if it is you know taking a Jameis winston we saw what they were able to do with teddy bridgewater and kind of rebuild him and i think you bring in Jameis winston because you, this is a team again that's built to win. So if somewhere happened to Drew Brees again and he goes down, you need a competent backup there. I, I know they have Taysom Hill, but I don't think Taysom Hill is the answer. And really, if Taysom Hill is is there, like do you, if he's your backup quarterback, you're not, do you really want him out there and using him in all these 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 packages and everything else, risking him to get hurt? Your backup quarterback? No, probably not. Right, and so. I think they do end up adding another quarterback. And if they could add somebody like Jameis Winston, who's only 26 and who can learn from Sean Payton, and then you get him in this offense, if something were to happen, I think you'd at least feel somewhat, you'd feel good enough about yourself that, that he can keep things moving for you. And with Sean Payton, who's such an offensive minded genius head coach, I think that could be actually a good fit. 
for someone like that. And I actually think Andy Dalton would be a really good fit in New England as well. I don't know what New England's going to do. Honestly, it feels like New England is starting to, like, I, I'm wondering if they're tanking, to be honest with you, because, like, they, we've not heard nothing from them. They've really done nothing through uh-uh. free agency. They haven't made their offense any better. And right now they're, they're talking about Brian battling for the starting role. It is wild times in New England 2020 right now. But yet, like, I, I would love Cam with with the Chargers, but it just kind of it kind of seems like they're headed toward Tyrod either being that bridge quarterback and drafting someone, letting them sit, or just you know what I mean, letting a, a rookie come in and compete. But like you said, everything is set there. They have the offense, they have the defense. To me, it wouldn't make you know what I mean. I, I would rather drop in a Cam if he's fully healthy versus going through some of the growing pains you might experience because you probably figure they're more than likely looking at looking at Herbert there. You know I mean? I think Newton is, is a, is a higher upside play long-term. No, but I mean, that, that, that's the team. If they can stay healthy, they have everything on paper. So um, New, New England is super interesting. I, I like the Jameis call. Cause it, I mean, at this point, it seems like that's what he's going to be going toward. Right. Is a, is a backup role, maybe like get like a, a two year deal in, in New Orleans, something like that. Let, let, let him see what he can do in, in that offense. But super, super interesting to see how see how that's gonna how all that's gonna pan out. Um I forget who where I saw it, but somebody was talking about the spots that would possibly be opening after twenty twenty. There there's gonna be a lot more spots than, you know, I mean, talking about in Indianapolis opening again, maybe Tampa, New Orleans, um so there were there were seemed like there were going to be more opportunity following the 2020 season than there is going going into it, right? And so like I do think with with Jameis, that's why it would make some sense because he's still young. I mean, he's 26, and you get him in there, you get him to learn your offense as a backup. Maybe you can get some of these things out of him, you know, with the the poor decision making and everything else that we've seen displayed from him. But a team like New Orleans, who, who's who's built right now to to contend for years beyond, like. They're not like uh, the window's completely closing after this and the team's getting super old. So, I mean, they have the pieces to, to be able to do this. So I do think Jameis in a spot like that. I, I did see somewhere, which I never, I didn't really think about, but was him going to play baseball because he actually was uh, a pretty big prospect coming out for baseball as well. Um, and so people had talked about, the, I guess the Bucks actually put in a provision in his contract that was not going to allow him to go, that they, take him to court if he went and tried to play baseball um what yeah so like he's not like kyler murray level baseball like kyler murray was a top 10 draft pick in in baseball but like he's certainly somebody that could that could go that route if he wanted to i don't think it's gonna happen but you never know i mean he's still young enough he's only 26 years old so man that would i i now that you say it about the the baseball thing i i remember seeing that but i didn't know the the provision everything that would uh that'd be wild Switch, switch, uh, switch sports for a year. Maybe come back to the NFL after <laughs> after twenty twenty if he doesn't, uh, yeah, doesn't well, uh, get a deal. I mean, try to or uh, Tim Tebow. I mean, that's still what Tim Tebow is doing uh, with the Mets. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see so uh, how this plays out because, like I said, I mean, like we said last week, it's kind of like musical chairs and the music has stopped and there's really no other spots left. So we'll see what happens here with the with with, with the situations. But uh, we had Melvin Gordon uh, who. Almost what the next day after we did the the podcast last week signed with the Broncos to a two year deal. I guess yeah. that means Royce Freeman's dead. 
I mean, I, and I don't really know. I mean, this doesn't really feel great for for Philip Lindsay either. The you know someone like this. No, maybe it's more it of a doesn't. name, and maybe he doesn't get as many opportunities as we think. But like, it feels like that he's going to be sort of the the lead back here. And so I don't like. I feel like you have to knock Philip Lindsay down, and you have to knock. I mean, Royce Freeman's dead at this point. I don't know what they're going to do with him. And which is kind of uh, sad because if you look at Royce Freeman's numbers, like he's been decent in the opportunities that they've given him. And so I don't really understand this move. Like this feels like kind of a wasted move to me uh, for, for them. But where, in terms of dynasty, where, where do you view these guys now? I mean, like you said, I mean, Royce Freeman's dead. I mean, I don't really have any interest in him unless like somehow he would land with like Tampa Bay something because they, they were a team that was rumored to be in the girly sweepstakes and things like that. But I mean, as of right now, Freeman is, if things stay the way that they are, he's going to be droppable. You know what I mean? By the time the, the season rolls around, he might be a roster cut for you. Lindsay has to take a hit. You know, like they were talking about bringing someone in to compliment Lindsay, not to, you know what I mean? Kind of be the one A to his one B. So Lin- Lindsay has to drop down. And I mean, I, I just don't know what, ha- what, what Melvin is going to have left in the tank. I mean, I think that's an up and coming offense. Um, that's someone that Drew Locke is someone we're both a uh, little, little sneak peek into what's coming. Uh, someone we're both higher on in terms of dynasty ADP than, than what the consensus is. I, I mean, I think right now he was RB 18. I, I want to say, and obviously this is before uh, the news dropped and before he ended up with the, the landing spot. But I mean, I think it's probably going to be about the 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 area that he goes, kind of that mid to back end RB two, um, and I think he's probably appropriately priced there. But I would be a, a bit lower on him than than that RB eighteen range. I mean, the four four maybe even five rookies, the top five running backs we've been talking about all off season. I'm probably going to have ahead of him, especially as of right now, and then depending on what kind of landing spots we get, but. The the Melvin Gordon thing kind of feels the same way as Todd Gurley, where if you're a contender, you know maybe you take a take a swing if you can get him at a at a cheap price and might be able to pay off. But if I'm doing a startup, um, Melvin Gordon is not going to be somebody that I'm I'm necessarily running out to to target. Yeah, I mean Melvin Gordon's never been somebody who's been particularly efficient, anyways, in his career. I mean, so. Right, right. I mean, we, we have seen him, you know, with Austin Eckler and everything else and kind of share backfields and stuff like that and still be productive. It's going to be interesting to see, though, I think, with what Denver decides to do this offseason, or not this offseason, but this season. And because they've, they've predominantly been much more of a run-first offense, I don't know if they're going to try to open things up a little bit more this year with Drew Locke and that offense. I mean, we, we are, you know, looking forward to that, and we'll talk about that more here in a little bit. But I, I, I just don't think this is a great spot. Especially for you know, because I don't know how all this is going to shake out. Like if Philip Lindsay falls to a point where he be ter- becomes more of a value, then maybe I'll be a little bit more interested. Um, but I don't know how things are going to uh, really divvy up between touches and targets. And is Royce Freeman even still going to be there? If he is, is he still going to be involved? So I think this is something we're going to have to wait and see how this all plays out in, in Denver. But it's just not a landing spot that I got super excited about when it happened. Um, the other moves we've seen is Eric Ebron signs with Pittsburgh. Emmanuel Sanders now goes to New Orleans, which he was somebody that we talked about a lot last week. And I guess, I guess Traquan, I guess Traquan's not going to happen. I guess Traquan now is the number three wide receiver, which they don't have Ted Ginn anymore. So I guess they could still utilize him as kind of their deep threat. Uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders latches on here. I, I don't think this is a, a, 
I, yeah, I think it's an okay move. I mean, obviously going to to New Orleans with when, but we know that that Michael Thomas is still going to command a heavy target share. Drew Brees tends to um, spread the ball out, uh, you know, to everybody not named um, Michael Thomas. So we'll see how this plays out. We really haven't seen though a number two wide receiver really be relevant in a while in New Orleans. So I think this will be one to kind of monitor. Um, and then you have Robbie Anderson finally signs. People have been waiting for this to happen. Not the spot that everybody was hoping. He ended up he ends up going to Carolina, which I don't really love this for him from a fantasy perspective. I think this is a good NFL move. I mean, you never have enough uh, pass catchers there in the offense, you know, for Teddy Bridgewater. But you know, Robbie Anderson better NFL move than fantasy because now with DJ Moore there, with Curtis Samuel. Ian Thomas, like there's just a lot of mouths to feed in this offense. And so I'm still pretty high on DJ Moore. I like him a lot, but past that, like I think, I mean, you know, Robbie Anderson, I think they'll have boom weeks. I think they'll have weeks where they'll be relevant, but I think it's going to be too hard to predict. Yeah, it's kind of kind of has that LSU feel, you know, I mean, bringing, uh, bringing Brady over where they're just going to spread the field and just try and get a bunch of guys going, you know, yards after catch kind of thing. Um, I think if you're still a Curtis Samuel believer that this is going to give you, you know, an even better chance of getting him on, on the cheap. I saw a lot of uh, RIP Curtis Samuel going around after the, after the signing. And like, obviously anytime you bring in somebody like Robbie Anderson, the, those targets are going to be, you know, split even further and it doesn't look great for him. But if they're going to have, if they're going to be running three wide, you know, the majority of their base set and they're going to be spreading the field, I still think there's a little bit of hope for Curtis Samuel. Um, outside of that, I, I, I think DJ Moore is obviously the the unquestioned one here. How, how are you valuing these guys? Where where do you see them? Or actually, you know, give me give me your take on on Emmanuel Sanders with Michael Thomas. Do you think this is gonna? Do you think Michael Tom, uh, Michael Thomas is gonna be mainly an outside guy? I think last year. Um, whenever he was split out wide or whenever he was lined up at, at receiver, I think it was 25% of his snaps came from the slot. Do you think Manuel Sanders eats into the majority of that and Michael Thomas is just lined up out wide more? Do you think they switch? How do you think that's going to affect, you know, where, where he's lining up? Cause when you put Michael Thomas in the slot, I mean, that's, that's almost unstoppable. No, I don't think it really affects too much uh, in terms of that. You know, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, you know, started off early last year, looked really good, and then kind of trailed off towards the end of the year. Again, like, I think this might be a better NFL move than it is fantasy move. Like, I don't mind it. You know, if you could get him as kind of like your wide receiver five, six, something like that, you know, in redraft or whatever, like, I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I'm sure in Dynasty you could get him almost for free. I mean, as old as he is, what is he probably coming into his age 32 season? I believe he was 31 last year. So, yeah, I mean, I don't hate the move, but I don't think it's like lights everything on fire. But, you know, it, in terms of just good offenses, I mean, that's kind of what we're looking for in fantasy football always. So, you, can, you know, he's in one of the best offenses in the league. So I think there's some excitement there, but not enough for me to, like, really – and I feel like that his ADP will probably rise past the point that I would even want to mess with him anyway. Yeah, that's that's a good call because people are going to see the the Drew Brees and the Saints offense. So I, I I think you're right on that one. That makes sense. Are you uh, are you interested at all in Brashad Perriman to the Jets? Does that does that get you excited? I I wanted him to go to the Chiefs so bad. 
you know? But, like, I don't, like, I hate Adam Gase. Adam Gase is the Stone Cold worst, <laughs> right? Like, and so it's hard to really get behind because, like, Brashad Perriman, I mean, bless his heart, man. Like, he was kind of dead for, he was left for dead. And then he shows up to, to Tampa Bay last year and put, especially the second half, put together a really strong second half, especially once, um, especially once, you know, Mike Evans and, um, Chris Godwin went down. I mean, if you look at yeah. his numbers, starting basically week 13, he had 13.7, 16, 34.6, 17.2, and 24.4 fantasy points. I mean, he had what two? Yeah, I mean, he he had he had two weeks, and you know, as the top five wide receiver there. I mean, I it, it's hard not to was not to be excited about like you know okay was he is he finally figuring things out and like you you watched him and at first like i remember in dfs like when it kind of happened i was like ah Prashad Perriman, are we gonna play him yeah you know, you know he was super cheap and oh you know i'll probably play him some but then like by the end of the year by that you know by you got to week 16 week 17 i was like okay you're jamming Brashad Perriman in anywhere you can because he was that good now going to the jets like it's just not a spot that like really does a lot for me no. And gets me super excited, even though that like there should be opportunity there because Robbie Anderson, as we know, is gone. They have still have Jameson Crowder, who's going to get peppered with targets because Sam Darnold loves targeting him. And then you have you still have Le'Veon Bell there, Chris Hearn, if he can ever actually stay healthy. That dude was supposed to come back thirty-seven times last year, never made it back. I remember every week last year, we're like oh, on the on the on our uh, the waiver show we did every week uh, talking about him, like oh, Chris Hearn, make sure you pick him up. Yeah, got to yeah. got to get him. So, so you know. There should be opportunity there, but unless Adam Gates like finally figures out how to run an offense, it's it's hard to really get excited about it. Like I think the dude has talent, and I think that maybe he's maybe he could finally be unlocked or woke, if you will. But we'll see what happens. And uh, so if he was like a tenth, eleventh, twelfth round pick, something like that, like in redraft, I, I would probably be interested as just kind of a flyer. But I think anything higher than that, I probably wouldn't. Because I mean, I feel I think he's still relatively young. He is 26. Okay, so I mean, he's I mean, yeah. he's not that old. Super athletic, but we'll see what happens with him. Uh, hopefully, this isn't the end of Rashad Perriman. You know, especially going to the Jets, we've seen what Adam Gase has done. Uh, he just uh, squashes the life out of all fantasy assets, and uh, that's just kind of what he does. So, yeah, obviously we'll the uh, the the play here in dynasty leagues is just to uh, trade him. Right now, if you have him, if you can get anything for him, then obviously Adam Gase is going to destroy any value that he has. And then you can pick him up off waivers after uh, after he inevitably gets dropped because this is where uh, where players go to die, unfortunately. So that's sad. And then the, the other one that we that I don't that we didn't have on the show sheet that we did need to mention. Bunch. Yeah, it's Devin Funches going to Green Bay. Uh, the dude just keeps going, you know, um, just keeps getting opportunities. Last year was a cold. People kind of kind of got a little excited that he got hurt. Now, here we are, you know, goes to Green Bay, a team that really needs a wide receiver. That we, A lot of people we kind of had linked to, you know, it'd be great if Robbie Anderson went there, and that was kind of a spot we were hoping he'd go to. The problem with Rashad Perriman in here, in my opinion anyways, is that he's kind of the same. I mean, he's obviously not the same class, but he's the same type of wide receiver as Devontae Adams. He's just another big-body wide receiver, now he's still young. He's only twenty-five, and we've seen in spurts that he can be somewhat productive in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Like I think this is an interesting spot for him and somebody that I have a little bit of interest in if he comes back and he's healthy. Again, this is probably another guy that like I would look at as because I right now I think he's what the wide receiver two there. I mean, I know you really like Alan Lazard, don't as you? Well. 
Uh, but I, I think right now you can look at Funches as the number two. And again, if they don't do anything on the draft of significance, I think you have to have a little interest in Devin Funches to see what he can do. The problem, right. I mean, the other issue too, is is this offense going to become more pass heavy? Because we saw last year how it just destroyed Aaron Rodgers' value because they, they, they ran the football so much and Aaron Jones just hogged up all the touchdowns. Now that changes from year to year. That's not really a sticky stat. Something we really shouldn't be looking at. But if this team becomes more, a little bit more pass heavy and starts to pass the ball a little bit more, I think then then that's where I would that that's where I would be more interested in it. But on the surface, like I don't like again, this isn't like one of those like oh man, I love this spot for him. But I, I see a path where he could be a relevant wide receiver three. I I've, with that, I think that's you're gonna have to hit the right weeks. Like I, I, he's not someone I'm gonna look at and feel confident as plugging. Like if you're in like a, a deeper you know, redraft league where I'm going to feel confident plugging him in, you know, on a weekly basis as my wide receiver three or four. I think it's something where you're going to have to have to get lucky and, and play the play the right weeks. Maybe he's a better best ball asset because of that. Um, like you said, like the it was not the Aaron Rodgers that we're used to. Maybe that's because they didn't feel like they had the dependable, you know, wide receiver two. Jimmy Graham was obviously dying on the field. As, as we know it. Um, but I, I also don't see Funches as coming in and solidifying as the wide receiver two role. This is something where if you go out and they end up spending, you know, top two, top three round draft capital on a, on a rookie receiver, then we're not talking about any of these guys. It's going to be Adams and the, and the rookie. Yeah. I mean, I think you could say that about a lot of these guys, right? Like, like we're, we're, we're excited now. We don't really have a lot to talk about and these guys go to new teams. But for the most part, when you look at free agency, a lot of these, a lot of these players, don't really end up working out. And I think a lot of it is mainly because of the fact that, you know, they're more names than anything and they go to a new place. And I think if they were good enough to previous team, they would have. So I think it says something about players who move on. Now you look at Devin Funches and Devin Funches is a guy who he had, you know, one or two decent years um, last year, only played in one game, and then you go back to 2018, and even then he still only—I mean, he was not great. You know, he received 79 targets that year um, in Carolina. You know, 16% target share. I mean, it was 8.8 fantasy points per game. I mean, it's just not what you wanted to see. Four touchdowns, 549 yards, 44 receptions. You know, for for a player, so put him in Green Bay, and you know, kind of like I already talked about is with him is that you know I think we still get excited because it's. Aaron Rodgers and even though Aaron Rodgers didn't have the year that we kind of all expected him to and um, he sort of took a real big hit last year I think he finishes QB 12 um, just barely and he had a lot of unusable weeks and you know you look at Devin Funches you had him with this offense where in an offense where you basically have Devontae Adams and then from there you have you know Alan Lazard and you know a bunch of other guys really and even though Alan Lazard flashed last year I know he's a player that you kind of like but I I don't know if I would uh you know classify any of these guys as must-haves and we have a lot to go now if they end up drafting somebody like uh Justin Jefferson Jalen Rager um Denzel Mims I mean there's a lot of wide receivers in this group like we've talked about like this wide receiver group is so deep and I think anybody they draft here I think people will gravitate to them so Devin Funches if I mean if you wanted to take a late round flyer on him and you know a 13th 14th 15th round something like that kind of that late round flyer i wouldn't hate it but it's not i i wouldn't expect a whole lot from him he's kind of like a redundant asset like we already said so that, that's pretty much what you got with him so but overall this free agency class you know there's been some big names but i don't know if there's a ton of like real impact and this is kind of what we see every year in free agency where we hype these guys up and we think they're a little bit more than what they actually are 
And so, you know, I know Todd Gurley, I could see people kind of going one way or the other on him. You know, he's still only 25 years old, you know, in a really good offense. So in a defense, that's not very good. That should score a lot of fantasy points. Like I think this, this entire division really is going to be a division where they, we score, like you see a lot of points scored. So, um, which is something already, we already talked about, but, um, other than that, you know, I think, you know, you have the quarterbacks, which again, none of them really inspire me all that much. I think Tom Brady could be interesting because of all the weapons they have. But so far, like I'm not blown away by a lot of these guys, but I think I'm really looking forward to the draft and see how this, we finally get the final pieces for 2020 to kind of put everything together. So that's something we'll be talking about more. So anyways, uh, I really appreciate everybody uh, checking out this podcast and um, we will, there will be another podcast coming out this week and it'll be focused on dynasty and we'll be doing some ADP price checks, kind of looking at some of the guys that were kind of higher and lower on compared to the consensus. And so that'll be another good episode. We t- do talk some um, pre-draft stuff and everything else. So that should be out on Friday. So until then, I really appreciate it. And um, for everybody who's subscribed to this podcast uh, recently, we really appreciate all the support. Uh, if you've checked out our YouTube channel, we really appreciate that. we got a lot of stuff we're going to be doing there. We're always thinking of stuff to do. And if there's, if there's a, a topic that you guys want covered, a question, please feel free to always reach out to us, whether that's jump into our Slack channel. That's absolutely free. Um, a lot of people that have Slack, Discords, a lot of people put it behind a paywall or you have to sign up for Patreon. Like ours is 100% free. We have people in there. We're always talking fantasy, which is a good thing right now with everything that's going on with the coronavirus so i I feel i implore everybody just to jump in there um like subscribe you know hit us up on you know through the youtube or through our your podcast app leave us leave us a rating i really appreciate it really helps us grow and everything else and we're here for you guys so um until until next time peace about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.